Hey loves, welcome to the Sovereign Mother Goddess podcast. I'm Constance. I want to give a few shout outs. Thank you, Paige Marie, for letting me know about how you're super proud of me, of my podcast, and how much you love the episodes. I really appreciate it. And a shout out to Sammy Spellmaker on Twitter. Thank you so much for allowing me to receive your love for my podcast and holding space for me to be heard. I really appreciate both of you, and I hope you have an amazing week. And today, our topic is going to be the goddess Hera. Hera is often brought up as being jealous and angry. Her emotions are demonized when she has righteous anger and a right to be jealous when she has, she's a goddess of marriage, and yet she has a partner who is just sleeping around like crazy. Not many people know this, but before Zeus, there was just Hera, and Hera had her own cult. She's the goddess of women, marriage, and childbirth. Her parents are Cronus and Rhea. Cronus, who devours his own children because he fears them overthrowing him. And today, in our Deity Shadow Work Challenge Day 3, we will be covering her son, who is Ares. And I'm so excited about that because Ares is here to help us with coping skills and helping us to support ourselves through change. We really want and desire change, but what can get in the way of that is us fearing the change and not knowing how to move through the transitions. We hear so much about this higher self that we can reach, of this unbecoming and becoming ourselves and expressing ourselves, but we don't hear too much about what happens between that and how we can transition into it with full support. But the god Aries is here to help us with that transition. She may be the goddess of sacred union as far as marriage goes, but I believe she is the goddess of sacred union within our own bodies, as that is the message I have from her that I received. In my early days, I saw her as someone I judged heavily, but in judging Hera, I was judging myself, and I needed to be confronted with my own shadow in that way, as she reminded me that, do I like when people get to know me from other people? No, I don't. And that reflected onto how have I started to get to know myself from the beginning, from other people, and starting to question what other people say about me, and going back to source and getting to know me from me. Having my first challenge has been challenging in so many different ways, and I go back to Hera and that idea where it's, yeah, maybe the world sees this part of me that's struggling right now. But I see the greatness, and I know what I'm capable of, and I know me. So I know that I am becoming me more and more through the expressions of my own challenge that I'm doing, and I will find a way to have a challenge that is in alignment with me. And I'm just so thankful for all who are supporting me through that as I discover my own way of expressing this. Because, yeah, we can learn from so many other coaches how to do something, But it's not going to fully work for us until we find out, well, what is my energetic expression of this? We can want to look at someone's life as if it's a recipe and want to follow it to the T to reach results. But we forget that we are a main ingredient in all of this. So it's going to be a whole different dish that's created. And we need things that complement us rather than what complements others. As Hera reminds us, it's so important to get to know things from the source. And when it comes to her, 
definitely do some trance of some sort with her. You can go through the elements and find what works for you and communicate with her. Find out how she wants you to do offerings, if she wants an offering. And you can figure that out through talking to her. It could be symbols of marriage. It could be symbols of childbirth. But talk with the deity and see. Sometimes they just like the time with you, and that's enough. Because honestly, that is an offering. Time is an offering. And it's something that we learn when we work with deities. So I wanted to go over with you that we need to not only just read the myths about her, but actually ask her about those stories. Like, we would want other people to ask us about, like, oh, I heard you did this, like, from so-and-so, or I heard about this. I want to know more about it. I want to know your side of the story, because that really matters to people, is that we're willing to get to know them from them. And I'm sure you would love that, too. So it's also us looking at how we judge ourselves and asking ourselves, well, is that honestly me or is that not me? Have I taken on a perspective that's not who I am in my own mind and judge myself from that for safety, for someone else to not feel offended by me? Because oftentimes we have taken that on. When we look at how Zeus and Hera came into being in myth with each other, it's It's really a modern problem we can see going on here because she didn't want anything to do with Zeus, and then Zeus knew she loved animals. He pretended to be a bird that was in distress, and she brought the bird up to her breast and was trying to comfort it, take care of it, and it turned into Zeus who raped her. And honestly, so many women have gone through this where they feel the pressure to get married because of getting pregnant or... Like, there's so many different reasons, but especially with religion, this is such an old problem that we're seeing, even back then, that it was so important that you still got married to the person if you got raped or if just you're in a relationship and you got pregnant. I wish this was more common knowledge for people. We actually had a lot of types of birth control that were herbs a long time ago, especially used by the cult of Aphrodite. There's actually um, an herb that was used so much by them that it almost died out. I'm going to add a link to this podcast to that herb that was used 2,500 years ago as a modern contraceptive. It's called Silphium. It's so funny, too, because it was also an aphrodisiac. So I really want to do an episode with my husband where we both share with you what we had to um, grow through to actually be open to receiving each other's love. I'm going to do a little bit about that here because I feel like it really does go with Hera. And we both weren't ready to get married when we did because our um, firstborn wasn't planned. And we felt religiously like we had to get married because we were in a church at the time. So that was a huge pressure for us to do that other than family. But I had to become this person who actually believed my own story, who stopped letting people tell me what what my reality was. Because I always would have people being like, you're being too much, you're being this and that. You have to, he's just mad at you. I was trusting other people's judgment about someone being violent towards me in a past relationship before I met my husband. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife, would give me advice on how I could play a game with him. He had to play mind games with me for him to actually be nice to me, which made no sense. You couldn't just straight out say what you wanted. You had to talk in like code with this guy for him to get it. 
And that's just toxic. And then I got to this point where I was working with a therapist. The reason I actually went to the therapist is because I believed myself. And I believed that I was going, um, well, I felt like I was going crazy within myself because nothing agreed with my own intuition and what I was seeing. And even my ex would lie to me about things he did. He'd be like, no, I didn't say that. And it just felt like I needed someone there that was... I can't help but think about Inception, but kind of like how he had his own totem that kept him in his um, reality of the present moment. I needed someone that could anchor me down and make me aware that, yes, you can believe your reality. You can be present with this right now, and you can make shifts through it. You don't have to be stuck in someone else's story, which I can't even anchor into that. I had to be open to hearing the truth of my own value from within myself. For so long, I would allow men to choose me rather than me choosing the men that I truly desired. And that is the biggest difference between the men I dated before and my husband is that I chose my husband. I asked him out. I did all the things first. And that mattered to me that I took all the actions because it showed that this is the right relationship for me because I was the go-getter in this relationship. In the past, I just let people choose me, like I said, and I would just go along with it because I was like, okay, at least I'm in a relationship. That's important, right? The key thing to go into within yourself is realizing that when people try to push their own reality on us, their own limiting beliefs, it's because they want to create limits for us to be controlled, There are people in this world who do not want to change, but they want someone else to hold up the narrative that they are that person who they really are not. And we can't live in a life where we have to pretend someone is something that they're not to us. The reason I couldn't get into acting like I wanted to originally is that I spent so much of my life acting already, pretending for so long. And that's why I was good at it. But I didn't want to do that anymore. I don't want to pretend anymore that something is something else. When it's not, I want to live the truth. I want to be the truth. This is a huge concept that has to go with the god Loki. And also with my work with Pandora's Box, as I've mentioned in a previous episode. If you listen to the Pandora's Box episode, you'll learn a lot about things that were demonized again that really aren't always bad. There's, um, you know, misuse of things. Like we can say too that food isn't necessarily bad. But we can definitely misuse it in ways that are unhealthy for us. And that's what we're going to talk about with Hera. She wants to talk about sacred union within our own bodies so that we can attract the love that we want, as I was talking about with myself that I did. Before I met my husband, I also got comfortable allowing myself to choose people I wanted to talk to, allowing myself to choose my own expression rather than waiting to see what the person wanted me to be like. And that helped me to have an honest relationship with him. And also, I did something really hard in my relationship with my husband. We met actually being in a band together. And our first performance, I was really wanting to be, I guess I thought I had to be someone else. I wasn't who I was on stage as I had been in practice. I felt the need to be an entertainer when I was more of a singer who stood there and showed off her talent by just showing my voice. I started dancing and it really threw my voice off and that cost me dearly. And I had to be honest with him about that. And being honest about that was a conversation I've never had in the past before. Like in in my family, you don't talk about the bad things that happen. You just allow it to be there. Otherwise, you know, you get guilted. You are in trouble if you even mention that things happened. 
So that was a huge healing experience for me to be able to do that. Being able to admit, hey, I made a mistake. Hey, I was trying to be something that I'm not and that didn't work. But it means a lot to me that we met with me doing something that I was often in trouble for doing when I was a child, which was singing. I wasn't allowed to laugh. I wasn't allowed to sing. It got on my mom's nerves. She had these moments of bursts of anger. I don't know what was going on in her own mind, but she made me the problem when I was doing those things. So as an adult, it was so liberating when I chose to do stand-up comedy for that reason, to allow myself to be someone who can be funny to myself again. And then when I did singing again, it was so liberating for my voice to be heard, for the beauty within myself to be you know, seen and heard outside of me. But let's get into our message from Hera. So the message from the goddess Hera as you diet, because a lot of people were into dieting early in the year, I had this um, come up for me. So she wants us to pay attention to the word die, as in diet. There is a death that happens. In death, we mourn, we grieve. Expect to grieve as you adjust your diet during this new year or at any point in this year. Remember that I, what I said about how seeds grow into flowers. They burst out of their shell. There may be beliefs that you believe shield you, but are keeping you from rooting and rising in your power. You are more than what you eat. Our energy is, is affected by so many things. Even weight is not just affected by what you eat. We must work on beliefs and hide that we hide behind for our addictions. And the original Greek word dieta or diet means way of life. Because our relationship with food stems from early relationships, we had, we must hold space for all emotions and thoughts that come up. Celiac disease no longer allowed to um, blend in with the crowd to avoid opinions of others is what happened to me. I couldn't be like everyone else or eat what they ate or drank what they drank for approval. I had to make it known that, hey, I have boundaries around this. They need to be respected so that I feel good. When you change your diet, you open yourself to bringing out your shadows. When those shadows show up, we must remind ourselves we collected these beliefs from somewhere else or someone else. When I found out I had celiac disease, I didn't think I'd be able to even socialize again or date. It brought into the depths of my fear of loneliness. It brought me to the depths of fear of my loneliness um, going on within me. Not only did it take me there, it took me um, down a road to uncovering my personal power. In the beginning, I didn't want to give up gluten, but then you find yourself taken out of work for two months and you know this is it. I felt so limited. I felt like I'd never be able to live a normal life or date or go out or have a job of any sort in my life anymore. My allergy was pushing me out of bartending and waitressing into destiny that I didn't know it was doing. There is a great comfort and enjoyment in food, and I was so jealous of others as I watched them eat what hurt me. It was like seeing people laughing at your toxic ex making a joke while you are out there just trying to move on. Like, can't you see how evil gluten is? I hadn't developed just an allergy to gluten, but to BS. The things we think submerge us into darkness are planting us with the opportunity to learn how to have the tools to rise up and claim our sovereignty. The relationship I entered while learning to eat gluten-free left me lonely, and in that loneliness, I learned I may be alone, but I'm not lonely. I don't know if you've ever seen the mom show where she keeps singing, 
I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. I can't help but think of that. She just keeps singing it, and then she runs into into Colin Hanks, who's playing this, like, insane character, and then she's like, I'm fine being lonely. <laughs> I can't help but think of that. Well, I discovered my own company as I kept butting heads with people around me who told me everything I heard and saw was wrong, as I was telling you about. I discovered the only sane person around me was me. There was nothing left to do but to root into being and rise through my own sunshine And I had to stop trying to root myself in into anything else around me, anyone, as my key anchor. I found myself shifting from needing a therapist for an anchor to needing myself as my own anchor. I had to start being aware of what I really needed to fuel my own, well, like my own goals, like to stop putting things into my body, to stop looking at things, stop talking about things that had nothing to do with what I truly wanted to have in my life. It was the first way I learned to say yes to myself, and after years of toxic relationships, my body developed an autoimmune disease after years of inner rejection of self and hearing myself and my own message. I had to choose me. In choosing myself so many times through diet, it came easy to say no to my ex abusing me and no to my parents who refused to respect my desire to not be near someone who was physically, emotionally, mentally, and sexually abusive. And yes, they knew. They continued contact and invited him over even when I left. So many years I heard the words, blood is thicker, but I had to learn like Tyrion Lannister that blood never included me. I was the, the metal bent too many times over, and all that was left for me to do was to break. I said no more, and it took another year, but I left, and during that whole year I did what I had to not fall into the old way. In the old days, there was the belief that we were possessed by something when it came to illness. Any addiction is more than the substance. It's the belief that drives it. That is the actual demon. And we must not forget that food is an energy exchange. Knowing diet means a way of life. Look at all the ways you exchange energy in your day-to-day. What are you consuming and what is consuming you and your time? Does it align with your soul mission? I especially have to say, looking at online and what we consume, and be aware, ask yourself more and more, how does this make me feel? Do you feel good following these people, or do you just not have a good feeling in your stomach and trust that? Trust your gut on anything around you as to whether it's appetizing or not in your life. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate all of you, and I hope that you have an amazing day. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast and also share it with anyone that you feel is going to benefit from this message. And to those listening, I want to make sure that I get some shout outs for you, some thank yous. So please share with me when you do enjoy the episodes, whether you comment on them or you can write me too. I'll put my email here also. But there's so many different ways that you can let me know that. There's Twitter, there's um, Facebook, there's all these different ones that I have here in my links. So check them out. I'd love to have you be a part of my first time holding a challenge, Deity Shadow Work Challenge. I'm going to be redoing the day two soon, so definitely join soon. I'm going to be doing a live today at 9.30 a.m. on Aries, and I might be adding another deity into there. So have an amazing day.